0: Michael, I just heard a great joke. Do you want to hear it? What's up? What is the, uh, what do you say to a guitarist when they're really nervous about performing? I don't know. Don't fret. <laughs> oh. Welcome, Welcome to the, to the Michael, Jackson don't talk clock. over me. Don't <laughs> talk podcast. over me. This is
1: going so well.
0: <laughs> Welcome to this. I'm uh, your co host, Michael Lamb. I'm your co-host, Sam Grafe, and we're joined today by the co-founder of the Film Club. Is that fair enough to say?
2: Yeah, we'll give her co-founder. This is is Mary Heath. She's been part of the Film Club since the beginning. Welcome, Mary. uh, Along with Matthew Lewis. So, Mary, why don't you get us started off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Who are you?
1: (laughs) That's a loaded question, I feel like. Um, I am a Mississippi native, and I like movies. I live in Jackson, like everyone else, because uh, it's the best city I think in Mississippi. Um, God bless. And I work in the publishing industry, and on the, my that's my day job.
2: What is it that you do?
1: I'm an editorial associate, so I assist our uh, senior editor at University Press Mississippi, while also acquiring some of my own projects. Sweet.
2: Very nice. You want to give a little shout out to to Upress?
1: Yeah. It's a great place. Um, it is your local publishing house. And uh, you should support it uh, by going to your local bookstores and buying UPM books.
2: Love that. Cool. They've also got some pretty neat t-shirts and, and stickers.
1: Yes. Uh, Where next can they get year? those? Uh, well, right now, it's really just kind of a... Uh, black market operation um, where people tell me that they want something and I figure out a way to get money to the press and give them the item that they want. Um, I think maybe coffee pros might still have some of our mugs, but uh, really the main market for this is at the Mississippi Book Festival, mm-hmm. which we have, of course had not had for two years because of COVID. Um, so in uh, August 2022, I had to check the year in my head for a minute, uh, come out to the Capitol and uh, come look at our merch.
2: It is uh, it's pretty sweet merch, yeah. especially if you're really into Mississippi literature.
1: Yeah, and Mississippi culture.
2: Uh, well, Mary, I, I'm speaking for both me and Sam here. Very glad that, that you're here to join us for the podcast. Thank you for having Absolutely. me. So uh, I kind of want to just dive into your top 20 here. Can you, starting with uh, number 20, just tell us the title. Yeah, uh, and then we'll just go from there.
1: Okay. Uh, number twenty is Glory Road. Number nineteen, To Kill a Mockingbird. Eighteen, Little Miss Sunshine. Seventeen, National Treasure. The first one, um, even though the second one is also amazing. Of course. Sixteen, Loving Vincent. Fifteen, Atonement. Fourteen, Alien. Thirteen, Inside Out. Twelve, Anastasia. Eleven, Dune. Ten, never let me go. Nine, Mulan. Eight, Spirit Away. Seven, About Time. Six, Arrival. Five, Interstellar. Four, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Three, Pride and Prejudice. Two, It's a Wonderful Life. And one, Inception. Love of my life. Oh yeah! All right. This is an incredible
0: list, but it me. is a Thank very good guys. list. A
2: fantastic <laughs> list. So. Mary, so, yours was one of the first top, Mary, yours was one of the first top 20 lists that I remember collecting. And yeah. the description that I, that I listed here on Letterbox says, Mary's choices include good cinema and childhood favorites.
1: And I gave As you all that. all good
2: lists should. You did give me that. <laughs> I
1: did give you that.
2: <clears throat> I did ask for it. You're, you're one of the few people who, who actually supplied what I asked for. <laughs> uh, uh, another noteworthy milestone mm-hmm. um, here is that yours is the first top 20 list where I've actually seen All top 20.
1: Oh, yeah. You just finished that up this week. Yeah, today.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, So last week, I I realized that I only had five movies left of your list. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if you know this, Mary, but you're my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was worth it for me to to finish uh, your top 20 list just so that I could say.
1: Even if you disclosed to me during dinner that uh, you fell asleep during one? Which one did you fall
2: asleep during? Oh, okay. Well, I fell asleep <laughs> um, dur- oh, uh, during Loving Vincent. Oh, okay. And, and that was the last movie that that I sat down to watch today. But it is slow. So. It, it is a little bit slow, even though it's only an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And, and to be, f- I, I try to be fair with it. It's like I only fell asleep towards the last like twenty minutes, mm-hmm. Um and, and I was pretty tired. I was up late last night trying to get some work done for my, my actual full-time job, the one that pays. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I, I've got it uh, on, on rental from Google right now. So I'll, I'll probably revisit it here in the next uh, 24 to 48 hours and give it, give, give it the last a last uh So did
0: you wake up during the credits or something?
2: I woke up right as the credits started. Gotcha. Um, and, and it... It's a song, is it Don McLean that wrote the original?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so.
2: Um, what's the name of that song? Is that just Starry, Starry, Starry Night? Night? Yeah. yeah,
1: Such and a this, good song. It is. I. That's honestly one of the reasons I came to love. Uh, okay, I realize it's Van Gogh or whatever, but I still say Van Gogh. Is it really? I, it's supposedly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, I'm going to be uncultured and keep saying Van Gogh
2: because... Yeah. Well, you've already um, said uh, it. You've you said it the correct way once. Yeah. And, and, now we're done. And now, now everybody <laughs> knows enough. that you know the correct
1: way. <laughs> yeah, the Don McLean song, McLean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Got to check all my words all the time. Um, <laughs> that's part one of the my reasons that I love Van Gogh as much as I do. Um, like this song about him being this uh, beautiful, beautiful visionary and having this heart for the world around him and no one really understanding that. And like, do mm. we still understand? Do we get it yet? And uh, being, uh, for those who know the Enneagram, I'm a four. That speaks to me. <laughs>
2: yeah. This world um, wasn't meant sh- for someone as beautiful as you. Yeah. He.
1: As ashamed as I am to admit that uh, kind of uh, kind of self-centered uh, main character energy. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I've only seen 50% of the list, um, but all of them that are on the list are either well, most all of them on the list that I've seen, I really love. Um, one that I just watched today because I wanted—I was planning on watching a few more, but mm-hmm. just time got away from me. But speaking of time, today, like two hours ago, I finished *About Time*. Oh my gosh! Out of all the movies, yes, of course you need to watch that one. Yes. And uh, I never, ever cry in movies, and I cried. It's like been, I n- yeah. never even movies that like well, it's a wonderful life. It's no, your number two is close mm-hmm. every time. As I get older, we talked about this on my list. Um Every time the the older I get, every time I watch it, it gets me more emotional yeah. every time. But and honestly, about time for a similar reason.
1: Oh yeah. But uh,
0: without really spoiling it, the second it cut to um, him and his dad on the beach, I just went. <laughs> yep. And just lost it. it
2: wow, big spoiler.
0: <laughs> That's not a big spoiler.
1: No, you don't know. It gives you nothing.
0: <sighs> That's extremely vague. Okay. You so spoiled vague. something recently and showed it off. So we well, have different things for sure. I actually food.
2: don't know. I mean, does it make sense? Can we just assume that anybody who's listening to this podcast, if we give them plenty of advance notice, like, these are the titles we're talking about. Well, I was Like, we're thinking, just going to talk about spoilers. Oh,
0: I think that's too, because it's 20 movies. I think, I was thinking about this recently. If we're going to, at some point, talk about spoilers for a movie, we should say, hey, for the next 30 seconds or a minute, we're going to be talking about spoilers for this movie because there's a, I'm pretty sure there's a button that skips ahead every 30 seconds. So just mm-hmm. hit it twice and we'll be on to the next thing. Gotcha. I think that's a better way to do it instead of someone having to skip the whole episode. So do uh, you want to
1: do that for about time? Like, Thirty seconds of spoilers. That's
0: up to you. Well,
1: I do love that movie.
0: It it may creep into my favorites list.
1: Really, I loved it. It used to be in my like honorable mention. And when I was redoing my list recently, I was like, it has to go up because I watched it again recently and introduced it for the first time to some friends. And I was like, this is just too perfect.
2: So you've watched it recently?
1: Mm -hmm. I've watched uh, About Time and Atonement recently uh and then of course dune because it's the not the david lynch dune it's the new dune
2: yeah god bless david (laughs) lynch uh he
1: had a vision
2: who who did you share about time with
1: uh hannah and ashlyn what did they think think? I they liked it yeah Mm. i think that was who i shared it with i know i had them watch atonement recently
2: i just watched about time and atonement over the weekend
1: Mm -hmm. oh so you had all the emotions
2: Yeah, I was less interested in Atonement. Mm -hmm. And I think some of that was maybe because I think when it came to like Joe Wright and his formula for a movie, Mm -hmm. it's like I was more interested in Pride and Prejudice not because of Joe Wright, but because of Jane Austen. And so seeing Joe Wright's formula, but applied to a different story, I don't know if like that was original or if there was other source material, but...
1: Well, yeah, Atonement's an adaptation.
2: it It didn't quite fit for me. Yeah, um it was a lot darker for one and it's it, about it, war. So. it is about war. So there's there's that
1: um or at least the setting is But then I also World just couldn't
2: I couldn't really convince myself like yeah, I should be mad at Saoirse Ronan. Uh
0: Oh, isn't that like one of her first I haven't seen yeah. it time but she's like a little oh, yeah. girl she's very she's, she's a, very a small.
2: she's a very very much a child and like it took <clears> me until there's a moment where she's like written a play and it's like the very beginning of the movie she's written this play she's trying to get the other kids in the household to put it on and there's only one other girl and the girl is like I'm gonna play the lead actress (laughs) and then there's uh, a line it's like this recognition comes over Saoirse Ronan and while it all happens they're like oh this is a pretty good child actress and then she says if you're gonna be the lead actress I'll be the director thank you very much and I was like oh god that's Saoirse Ronan how did I not even notice that It, well, she
1: has blonde hair. Yeah. like she's—it's a very different look than when you're used to seeing her in her current uh, filmography. But yeah, it's—I don't know. I—that's one of the first movies I watched with her in it. So
2: well, so i is still a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's some interesting cinematography there, but for me, the the strongest thing is the score.
1: Yeah, the score is beautiful.
2: Um, which was kind of the same thing and that was green going dress. in and, and Those pride press. Sh- oh yeah, that makes. dress. Oof, buddy.
1: <laughs> so apparently, it would fall apart constantly on set while she was wearing it. Like Kira Knightley would be wearing <laughs> it because, like, it's it's just. Is it like a ball gown. It is a evening gown, but it's and it's like this like green silk, like emerald green, and it is just. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful, but it's a very delicate dress. Like it looks delicate on her. She's a very like delicately boned person. So it's it just phenomenal. But gotcha. yeah, apparently that happens. Like I think it's the gossip <laughs> uh, is that the dress would keep falling apart. So they had to like keep resewing it together. Mm-hmm.
2: So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I love Kira Knightley. I
1: and... do too. She's on my list a couple of times. <laughs>
2: Let's see. Oh yeah, Pride and Prejudice. Boys, yeah. So, yeah, Pride Pride and Prejudice is definitely the my, my favorite of, of those two Joe Wright films. Mm-hmm. Um
0: yeah. Pride and Prejudice was so my poor mother had to sit through so many like as a, when I when I was growing up like can we watch Spider-Man? Can we watch Batman Begins? Like can we watch Lord of the Rings? And so Pride and Prejudice was always like a girl movie mm-hmm. that like Whenever my mom and sister finally prevailed over me and my dad as to what to watch that night, it was like, okay, we'll watch Pride and Prejudice, or we'll watch like Step Up or something. And uh, it's
1: very different. It's
0: very different. But um So Pride and Prejudice in my as a child, I was, I was like, Oh, I don't want to watch Pride and Prejudice. It's a girl movie. But like <laughs> now that I've grown up, I'm like, I wouldn't mind watching Pride and Prejudice again. But I haven't watched it in so long because it was always like a that's how I thought of it as a kid, which is yeah. so funny to me because now I have obviously no problem with it.
2: Well, so one thing that that's interesting to me is like uh, I've been uh, in conversation with other people and mm-hmm. I've shared like my top 20 favorite and movies. They're always surprised. They're always surprised that, that Pride and Prejudice is, is a part of my top 20 list. So I'm gonna throw you the question, Mary. Is there is there any title on here when you've talked about the, this list with people? Uh they're like I'm surprised that you like that movie.
1: Um I don't feel like there is. I mean, I feel like if you know me, like have any sense of my person, it's not yeah, that surprising.
2: Everything kind of tracks.
1: It's like okay, it's adaptations, it's space. Um and it's kind of these stories about humanity.
2: Yeah, I like that you're into sci-fi. I think that that that's one of the ways that, that we've been able to connect. I um, feel
0: like Glory Road's a little bit of a, like, <laughs> not not just that No, I don't know anybody that's heard of Glory Road. I told Michael when he logged it, I didn't know he was doing your marathon. So I was like, that's kind of random. because the like,
1: one that's out there, yeah. My
0: only memory of Glory Road is it was on the Coming Soon to Own on DVD and video yeah. on I think my Lion King VHS. <laughs> and so like I saw the trailer for it a ton as a kid, but that's my only memory of it. So I always pictured it as like a straight to VHS
1: basketball movie. I don't know. I don't. I think we only watched it through VHS. Mm-hmm. Um, but my sister and I both like sports movies and specifically sports movies that have some kind of historical uh, narrative as well. So that, it, it, as I told Michael, he was like, it's fine. <laughs> like the movie is okay. It's like, it's nostalgia for me. Like yeah. that, it's where that falls. Um, Cause I mean, there, it's a little, it's not, without its problems. It's a little uh white savory in some ways. Um so I am I'm, I'm not embarrassed by having it on my top twenty, but it is uh not, I think, the the peak of cinema right or second one best picture. No. Was that
2: was that one that you watched for school? No. No?
1: No, we just literally we'd watch all of like uh you know, remember the Titans? Did you, like, did you see Pistol Pete? I have not. <sighs> I feel like that fits right in with Glory Road. Okay, and see, like the, the rookie, um, oh yeah, Mighty Ducks, like all of those like sports movies, feel good moments.
2: Yeah, you yeah. Know. So I grew up on Mighty Ducks. That was uh, that was kind of my sports movie. Yeah. And then, what I remember when I watched Remember the Titans is like, okay, nothing's gonna top this. <laughs> and I, I think I still hold to that opinion. It's like no sports movie has ever really topped Remember the Titans. And
1: see, yeah, I think I like Glory Road more because it's. <laughs> College, like it's adults versus mm. remember the Titans is high schoolers that are obviously not high schoolers. Yeah. Like you're like, but it does have Denzel Washington in it. Right? Yeah.
2: So, I mean, I, I enjoyed Glory Road. I, I'm glad that I watched the movie. Uh, I think, I, like I said, uh
1: and now you've watched something it, that a lot of people haven't.
2: It's a great story. Because uh, that was, uh I mean, they call it the most important basketball game in history. Mm-hmm. Uh Was it the is the first NCAA integrated team to win?
1: Yes, I think uh,
2: so and they beat it a, they beat Kentucky in an upset, mm-hmm. and, so and Kentucky has that, that is a super cool story. Yeah. But as far as like a movie and how movies I mean, it's are very made, straightforward. Uh, you know, it's, it's like okay, this is just a sports biopic.
1: Which if it was straight to VHS, it was low budget, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like.
2: And then uh, the, oh, crap, who, who was the, the main actor?
0: Oh, no. He's in so many things. He's in so many, um, many Lucas, Josh, Lucas. Josh,
2: Josh Lucas. Josh yeah. Lucas. And then Emily Deschanel. Yeah. They, they, they kind of just didn't really have any chemistry for me. It just wasn't working.
1: Yeah, but I don't think that's the main point of the story. Oh, so. no,
2: it's not. But it's still like, uh, if you're going to have two characters who are supposed to be married to each other, I should believe that they're married to each other.
1: Uh, I, you know, would challenge you to walk outside and just go in like a Target or a Kroger and then... Get shredded, Michael. Uh,
2: There's a lot of people
1: that are married that... That shouldn't be married? That you may not believe them to be married just by watching them.
2: Okay. Well, I do know that. Welcome to Jackson.
1: (laughs) Welcome to life. (laughs) Humanity.
2: Uh, Okay.
0: We don't have to right now, but I do want to circle back to about time because it's yeah. fresh in my mind. <laughs> no,
2: it's time. It's time to go back to about time. <laughs> is it so time right I, now? It's time. To I, do I it saw about time. time over the weekend, so I gave this movie five stars. I, gave I it had a reaction well. to it. You gave it five stars.
0: I was contemplating four and a half until the end, and I went, "You know what? This is this is a movie where you walk away viewing
1: life differently." Yes, I well, walked then-
0: outside and went, "I feel like I'm living a different life now."
1: Okay, can we just go ahead and say, like? Spoilers, warning, warning, definitely. Definitely, spoilers.
0: I'll say just
2: to like commemorate this moment. This is all three of the like organizing members of the, the film club here saying About Time <laughs> is a incredible. perfect movie.
0: So, if you haven't seen it, go watch, go watch it. it. Uh, it's on Netflix, not, I would go say, watch it. I don't think we're going to talk about it for more than like five minutes. So, maybe not. So, skip ahead five minutes if you haven't seen it. Yeah. And we'll probably be on to something else. Um,
1: so I will say, I think it's a movie that like, yeah, spoilers are bad, but it's not a movie built on. No. Like if you know something about it, you're not going to enjoy the movie. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, it's this person dies at the end. You're like, ah, yeah. I can't watch it anymore.
2: Yeah. So a number of people have recommended it to me. And I think my favorite recommendation was actually um, uh, my buddy Micah Smith.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so he just told me the premise of the movie. He was yeah. like, so it's his family... And which
1: also I want to say that if the premise if you poke at it too much it falls apart it does it, the time as travel- with all time travel but that,
2: if you know that about time travel movies yeah. then, then you're kind of okay with it And I, that is usually my problem with time travel narratives it's like I don't want to have to think about all the rules. Yeah. Which and, this does a great job
0: of just being like, here it, it is, don't It's no just the it. vehicle for yeah. this. It is not what the movie's about is, at all. And so
2: the way that he set it up for me was just like, yeah, it's the premise, this dad takes his son out after uh a New Year's party and explains to him, he's like, all the men in our family have the ability to travel back in time. Mm-hmm. And
0: I'm so glad it's not like a, a sci-fi thing. You, either there's like there's no time machine. There's not even like a, a visual effect, like you just a flashing light. Yeah, you just stand there and closet. You just you stand, just go, you you stand somewhere,
2: and quiet and by yourself and clench your fists really hard. Think about where you want to be. Yeah. Uh, it's and I, very and so straightforward. I also like that they're like, yeah, you can only go to places where you've been mm-hmm. before. So it's, it's only your life. You're not like editing all of history yeah. here. Yeah. And which really does
1: eliminate a lot of the it
2: really does, it
1: takes the, care it of also,
0: so much
2: trouble. And
0: because that's where my brain went as soon yeah. as he said it, I was like, Is he gonna like go back to the 1500s <laughs> or something for some stupid scene? And then my the favorite part like, You can only go to
2: where you've been. Yeah, my favorite part was because it's Bill Nighy who plays he the dad, was so good, so good, like, like, I,
0: incredible. I'm he lays all this, uh,
2: screen. he lays this bombshell out. It's like, So you, my son, you can mm-hmm. time travel. He's like, do something interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. And of course, it's all for a girl. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning, at least. Well, he's 21. What is he called says yeah. the mothership?
0: Yeah. He's like, this is the mothership. And then at the end, he's like, this is the real mothership. Yeah. Just be happy.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bill Nye was incredible. I've never seen him like that because I, I haven't seen him in a ton, but like, I just think of Shaun of the Dead mm-hmm. and he's like, very much like grumpy old. I just thought he <laughs> had one thing that he did. Yeah. It was like the grumpy old man. But then in this, he's like super energetic and.
1: Oh, the great. scene where they're playing uh ping pong for the last time and he has the recognition of like, oh, this is the last time we're going to see each other. Like, spoiler alert. Yeah. He dies. <laughs> just going to lay that out there. He does die. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. like the whole thing is that. And it, there are fixed points in time. So like if you go past and change certain things, like you can change the future in a little bit. Of a way. So like you see um the first
2: time you see that happen is with the child. It's with the child. Yeah. A new baby. So then he realizes he's like, I can't I can't go earlier earlier than like that. Yeah.
1: yeah, the fixed points are like the children being born. Yeah, like,
2: births and deaths. Yeah. So which
1: is such a great so great Yeah.
2: I mean, that, that that's how you get the emotion into
1: it. Yeah.
0: But I, when he was like, let's go for a walk, I was like, okay, they're just going to walk, walk outside. And then I saw them going into the closet and I was like, okay, they're going to go somewhere. Where are they going to go that and would
2: be meaningful?
0: Been, uh, and then it cuts to him holding his hand as a child. And that's when that like, was I wasn't even ready for it. And it just started. The tears started.
2: So for me, the tears were a lot earlier than that. And so I when have, it got I to that point, I was just moments, like but... so happy.
1: Well, I also with Kit Kat, that also got me. Like mm-hmm. them wanting, realizing they couldn't save her and they couldn't fix her. They just had to kind of let things happen.
2: But then um, that, yeah. that one is a little more of a happy ending because oh, yeah. she ends up like the second time that it happens. Like she has already gotten the second chance. On purpose, and she knows like what it has cost her brother to have that second chance, mm-hmm. and so she, that the next time she's like, "I I really do have a problem here. I've got to yeah. fix this."
0: I was really glad that there was no. I mean, since it's a story that's written, it's all invented, but there was mm-hmm. no like invented like tragedy that makes him change, yeah. like. Yeah. When the car, I kept I was like, okay, this is the part where somebody dies and he realizes, oh, I can't go back in time. Like, I can't fix everything. Yeah. But she didn't die. No. And it was just like, hey, let's try and work this out. It didn't really go the way I was hoping. It just kind of has to work itself out yeah. without the use of my time travel. So it avoided a lot of pitfalls that I thought it was going to go into. Mm-hmm. I thought the whole movie was going to be their relationship, like him yeah. trying to
1: get winter her, yeah, win her like-
0: over. And then when they were married, like, less than halfway through the movie, I was like, okay, cool. Like, what's the rest of the movie? Yeah. And I was really glad to see that it was, like, just him living his life.
1: It's It focuses, because, I mean, yeah, at the beginning you're like, okay, this is just going to focus on this romantic relationship or, like, the uh, chase for a romantic relationship. And then at the end it's like, oh, it's actually all of the relationships and a person's life, Um and like, what makes life worth living? What brings joy? Yeah, yeah,
2: gosh, yeah, it's such a good movie because it it recognizes like the beauty of ordinary days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite literally. When he's like, I'm pretty
0: sure they say exactly that. Yeah, I love when his dad's like, just the. I think the first piece of advice is go back and live everything again. Yeah, just exactly the same way it happened, but like. Knowing how it turns out, so you're not stressed about like where are we going to eat dinner tonight? Like, it doesn't matter, just like, chill oh, out.
1: You know, this inconvenience happened, I missed my train or anything. Like, don't let it stress you out. And then I like that the conclusion that he kind of the sun twist around with it is like, I'm gonna live every day like I'm living it the second time already, yeah. And that was kind of that changing perspective, the kind of alter perspective for me is like, oh, that's something I could do. Yeah. Like, I don't need time travel. Like that's when you kind of walk out and you're like, I I could live life a little differently, have a little bit more perspective and uh grace for the world around me.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: What a good We movie. love
2: movies that change your life like that.
1: Yeah. That are happy.
0: Yeah, it like, wasn't it wasn't cynical at all. No. It wasn't like again, there was no made up drama or tragedy. It was all just very like
1: It was very outside of the time travel. It's very grounded, yeah. Too like these are people you can know, Mm. going through things that everyone goes through. So, Uh,
2: I remember what what, there was kind of a turning point for me where I was like, "Okay, I'm I am super into this movie," and it's the moment before you say that where he goes on back
0: in. We're still talking about. We're spoilers. still talking about oh boy, time, about time,
2: yeah. Yeah. Just by uh, the way, it, it's when he goes to to meet Rachel McAdams for the first time before mm-hmm. he knows who Rachel McAdams the, character the, even the is. And, oh, yeah, dude, in the dark that, restaurant. Yeah, the, that's when I was that, like, that whole, okay, this whole conversation a uh, where it's just like the blacked out screen mm-hmm. and you're just hearing these people. I was like, man, this is wild. This. I kind of want to go to a bar. like It reminded this. me
0: of what you mentioned when you mentioned her, and you just closed your eyes for that one scene, then you opened them and the screen was black. Yeah, I, that that came to mind when that scene came on, and I was like, "This is so great!" Like, you're not only does it make sense as like a restaurant that you go to to meet people; it's like don't worry about what they look like, just have conversation. Mm-hmm. But it's just a, such a great way to like establish these characters.
2: Yeah, there is still just enough on the screen where. Me as like the viewer of this movie, I was engaged, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the, the the emphasis was like, no, you're supposed to be paying attention to what you're hearing here. Yeah, uh, and, and so for me, it was like uh, I was paying attention to the those voice acting acting performances, and it was like, I actually. This feels like people who are actually meeting for the first time and are re- legitimately nervous. Yeah, she's like, and, your friend seems
0: like a little bit energetic, and he's like, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's
2: also, there's an
1: intimacy to it. Yeah, as well, like it makes it because it's the black screen and like you're listening to him and they're whispering and then they're kind of talking and like then you hear the background noise of the friend interacting with the other friend and yeah. they're chaotic. Like it, there's a certain intimacy to it that I think defines the whole film
0: yeah and when they come back out and he's waiting for her to come out she comes out and they both know that like that's who i've been talking to Mm -hmm. but there's it's almost like they start over it's like even though we've been talking for hours now that i finally see you it's like oh hey remember what we just did like we just talked (laughs) to each other for three hours but it's like they're meeting again yeah so it felt very real i feel like that's how people would react actually in
1: that situation for sure yeah
2: yeah, so we've known a lot of a lot of people who have really enjoyed About Time. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't watched it, if you haven't, watch you it now, right yeah. now. Obviously, you're going to regret it if you don't.
0: One last thing, I just wanted to—I don't even know if I have anything substantial to say about this, but there's just one moment I think it just comes from really good direction that I loved, which is when uh, everyone's coming down down the stairs. I won't say for what, but there's uh, all the people are at the house for one thing. Mm-hmm. People are coming down the stairs one by one and every everybody stops and looks in the mirror, like cleans themselves up, looks out, and then walks back out, except for uh Tim and his mom. They mm-hmm. both just walk right past the mirror. But everybody else is like kind of worried about what they look look like. And it's like, I feel like there's a lot there, but like it'll it, it kind of just says a lot. Okay. I really like that. So I think that pretty much concludes our, our spoiler discussion on About yeah. Time. I don't want to turn this whole podcast into a About Time discussion, but it very well could be. It's a yeah, great movie. Easily. But we can move on to something else now.
2: Uh, so We can hop back down to, to number 18 here. Uh, I recently saw Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. Uh, I need to rewatch it. Um, I
1: need to rewatch it. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie.
2: The... I initially gave it three and a half stars, mm-hmm. and then I bumped it up to four because I realized, like, I did watch this on my phone on a plane.
0: Michael. Oh my god!
2: It's a great story, and it's a very character-driven no way story. To watch a movie, you're correct, but at the same time, I was on a plane, so it's
0: like saying I didn't really like Dune, but I watched it on my iPod Nano. So like, <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah. The so way it was
1: meant to be viewed.
2: The uh, I'm acknowledging right now on this podcast. And then even while I recognize that it's shameful to watch a movie, watch a movie for the first time on the phone. Uh, uh, okay. Whatever. I, I need to give it, it a fair shot okay. on a, a a properly formatted screen is really all I'm saying. Um That being said, I I still very much enjoyed it as a story. Uh, It was quite sad. Like I was holding back tears on a, on a plane Mm -hmm. and I don't like crying in public. So.
1: Good. Um, If you were going to watch it on a phone, that was karma.
2: The, so.
1: Yeah, it's more family dynamics, but very different family dynamics.
2: It is very different family of dyna- dynamics. There's, there's a so I feel like anytime you've got Tony Collette playing your mom, you, yeah, you, you need to be a little I bit worried. It was her. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like I said, it's been so long since I've watched it. I really, the main character I remember. Okay, I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna butcher this. Paul Dano. Yeah, yeah okay, Paul okay, Dano. Okay, yeah. Which, okay, spoilers. So skip ahead. Oh, I haven't. I haven't. <gasps> oh, I haven't no, seen it either. No, okay. Oh, no.
0: You can talk about it. I can just shut my ears and then you give me a thumbs up.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ears are shut. All right. When he finds out that he's colorblind.
2: Yes, and that that he can't be a pilot in the Air Force.
1: And that is such a...
2: Until this moment, moment. he has been participating in a vow of silence. Is that Mm -hmm.
1: right? Yeah, and that's the moment that it breaks. Yeah, that's
2: the moment that he breaks it. And his first word Oof! It's very relatable.
1: It is, but like the when he's in the car, the van, and trying to get out because of the the sound is about to burst from him. Mm. That is probably honestly the reason that move the movie's in my top twenty.
2: That yeah, that was the moment where and Steve Carmel, I, I like but, leaned in mm-hmm. into this film. Um, uh, up until that point, though. Uh, uh, I was just like, okay, this is this is fine. It's just a family drama.
1: Yeah. Um, it's funny.
2: It is very funny. It and has it, Steve Carell it, in it. It's, it's, got, it's, it's got like at least two very interesting moments. Yeah. So there's that one that we just talked about. And then um, and another one. Uh, but I, I liked... <laughs> The premise in general, which Let's is be as
1: face possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, I didn't realize
0: you hadn't seen that one. That's okay. I, but that method where I just scrubbed my ears—really,
1: I couldn't hear oh,
2: anything okay. you guys said. You did great. I'm glad that, that that worked out for you. I'm
1: gonna give that uh, method as advice to friends that like to avoid spoilers. Just scrub uh, your ears. Yeah.
2: Just scrub your ears. Um, I okay.
0: think um, Alien has. Maybe the best production design I've
1: ever seen in
2: my entire life. Just, uh, so, you just want to skip National Treasure altogether?
1: I mean, let's I talk mean, about National Treasure. Heaven's sake. Sorry. I mean, everyone knows it. Everyone should love it. This is, is much more to say. It's Nick Cage's best movie.
2: It's on both yeah, of y'all's top 20.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just really fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. And you learn something.
2: Yeah. You learn that the declaration of independence as a map on the back of it
0: and it has a great um score yeah bum, ba-dum, bum, ba-dum, bum. I, yeah something it's something <laughs> like that um don't quote me on that <laughs> I don't, I don't know like that. Sam I would be like, "That wasn't the <laughs> score."
1: <laughs> Sam lied.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. It's just a blast.
1: It's just so much fun to
0: and, watch, and the fact that the the sequels definitely as good, but it's still a lot of fun. It captures yeah. the magic
1: somehow. It still, yeah, it does for sure, and I think it adds a realistic element to it where the characters are in their lives too. Yeah. So it's not just this. Oh, they got the treasure. Everything's perfect. It had some realism there.
0: Yeah. We still in my house um, in the first National Treasure when they first get on the Charlotte and are looking through um, the barrels and stuff. uh, I forget what happens. Oh, they're reading out the riddle or Mm -hmm. whatever. And um, And they're working through it. Is it it Shane? Like one of Sean Bean's henchmen like (laughs) yells out something stupid as to what the answer could be. And yeah. um Riley just looks at him and goes, Albuquerque. Cause like he's just saying something that <laughs> it's could not random. possibly yeah. And still to this day, my family, if something someone just says something random will go Albuquerque.
1: Albuquerque. It's very funny.
2: You gotta love those family moments like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Every family has their good things. clean, fun. So alien. So alien.
2: So alien. Uh which was a you film were club saying, event. It was a film club event. Mm-hmm. The uh have you seen any of the sequels?
1: No, I have not. The funny story. Um, I was determined not to watch alien for a really long time. Cause I didn't think I would like scary movies. Um, update. I kind of don't still, but I've made strides and I rented it and I accidentally rented aliens. Plural. Oh man. So I had kind of read a sh- synopsis of it to kind of prepare myself for the movie. I thought was going to, you know, creep me out. Um, and so it started the way it did. And I was just like, this isn't right. This isn't this right. right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is not great.
1: This is not what I read. Um, and then I had the realization that I was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and I had uh, not made the correct choice. I had chosen the S. So did you turn it off? Yeah, I stopped it. Okay. And I've heard that the second one's more of an action flick. It, so it Aliens...
2: That one's James Cameron, I think. Yeah, which ah, is weird.
0: It's very strange to me that there are people that like Aliens over Alien. Because I think there's no comparison. I think mm-hmm. Aliens is a good action movie, but it it doesn't even share the same like. Because Alien has such a like d- like pronounced atmosphere. Yeah, Aliens does not capture that at all. It's just a straight. It's like let's take that universe, but mm-hmm. let's strip all the creepy atmosphere away, and let's just make it an action. Does it franchise. have the
1: same kind of like tension that Alien has at all?
0: I mean, not at I, all. I, oh. Aliens, I
2: have, I barely remember. It I, reminds me of like. The Matrix. To be honest, it's like there's, a little, it's there's a little there's a little bit of mystery. Like but for the most part, it's about yeah. like getting from one action set to the next. Another, yeah. You know,
0: what What's frustrating about Aliens to me is that like they make it so clear and alien that the xenomorph is unstoppable mm-hmm. and like literally even if it you make it bleed its blood will kill you. Yeah. And Aliens, they're like, let's have Ten xenomorphs, and let's throw them at people at once, and actually have the people be able to fight them off. It's like it strips away all the tension for me. It doesn't feel dangerous anymore. Like, there's no. definitely still danger if you're like surrounded by ten.
1: Yeah. But
0: whereas in the first movie, if you knew that somebody was in a room with just one, they were dead. Like they had no chance.
1: Yeah. You had to have ingenuity to like figure out how to escape from it, or you couldn't beat it with yeah. guns.
0: No. Whereas in Aliens. I think flamethrowers are its weakness. Like you can, oh. you can flamethrow it, but you can't.
1: What an action movie!
0: It's really annoying. It's, it's very strange. shocking. Maybe people love that movie.
2: Yeah. So I've seen. I saw Alien mm-hmm. for the first time in July when the film club watched it. Oh, yeah, After that, it was the first time I saw Aliens. Okay. Have you watched Cameron all the other film. ones? The only other one that I've seen is Prometheus. So, and is that of those three? So. Prometheus Alien and Prometheus are both Ridley Scott mm-hmm. and then Aliens was James Cameron. Well, did and not, he did
0: Alien Covenant. Did not care
2: it. for James Cameron's Aliens. The sequels uh, I know are not. So I loved Prometheus. I also am seeing it, I think a good bit after it came out. Mm-hmm. And so there's not like too much hype or anything that... that that I'm basing my opinion on, mm-hmm. it reminded me so much of Alien mm-hmm. that compared to Aliens is like this is perfect. This is exactly what I well, wanted. it goes back from to, uh, a movie like this. It
0: goes back to like the fact that there's a little bit of lore behind it because that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about Alien. And I mentioned the production design. Through the production design, you start to get a feeling. Oh, there's like history here. Like it's not yeah. just a like. There's some deep lore behind this, but you don't really get much of it. Aliens like completely abandons that. It's just an action movie. Um, That's my favorite part. I don't like Prometheus really, but my favorite parts of Prometheus are when they start diving into the lore, Um, because I think that's the most interesting part of the whole franchise. I think Alien Three it obviously gets tons of hate and it's called the worst one. It it is the worst of the original three, but like it's not much worse than Alien to me. Like it's David Fincher. Who's like my favorite director? He's disowned the movie. He hates it. Oh. <laughs> but it's re- it captures the atmosphere of the first one more than Aliens does. Like it feels mm-hmm. more like it's in the same universe than Aliens does. So I think Alien 3 is worth watching if you like Alien. But okay. um, yeah, Alien's by far the best one.
1: If you just watch one, watch the first one.
2: Right. The first one was very good.
1: That it is a good
2: film. Got Sigourney Weaver.
1: Mm-hmm. She's one the heroine. The- yeah, the strong female leads, like actual strong female leads.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it, it's frustrating to watch a character like her have to deal with men who, because they have authority, can just dismiss what she says. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? You give men a bad
1: name, man. Well, a lot of men do that. So I'm going to step off that soapbox real quick. Though. <laughs> um, Ian Holmes in it too
0: isn't. there's
2: something there that I didn't expect to happen. And I was very pleased for me. I like, I enjoy both alien and Prometheus. Mm -hmm. um, And I enjoy thinking about these stories, like, especially from the perspective of these androids that are on the ships. Mm -hmm. It's like knowing what I know after the fact, uh, it's like, what, what was their motivation? What were they actually trying to accomplish? Cause it is not always the same as what all the humans expect which is like the safety of all the humans. Yeah. Um I think I think you you might have seen my uh somebody tweeted earlier today they were talking about um uh, the alien franchise it's like movies you watch when you want to see a woman be talked down to by men <laughs> or knows uh, uh uh the movies about the working class yeah. being sta- uh, uh-huh. like uh, abandoned by by, the by their, their superiors. Yeah. And then uh yeah, my my contribution to that that thought was like, yeah, there's also these androids that are computers that don't care about your life. Yeah, so nice.
0: This is kind of a spoiler, I think. Was Charlie's there in a android in Prometheus? She was not, no.
2: Okay. She was like the the she was the, the head honcho.
0: Yeah, she was there to keep them all in line.
2: Uh well she was the daughter of okay.
0: Wallace. Yeah. No, Wallace is not from Blade Wallace Runner.
2: Wallace is from Blade Runner. Is that Wayland?
0: Wayland. Wayland Utani.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of all the thoughts that I had on the Alien franchise. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that you have a Pixar pick on here. Yeah. Um this is a, an interesting one to have as your favorite. Inside Out.
1: Why is that interesting?
2: Uh I just feel like that's not
1: maybe because that's not the recent. one that,
2: that everybody picks.
1: Oh, I'm not a big fan of a lot of. Well, let me take that back. Before like people with pitchforks come with me, I am fine with a lot of the classics, but they're not my favorites. Like Toy Story, I'm okay with it. Like, but it doesn't have like a lot of significant value to me.
2: Uh, what was the what was the draw to this one?
1: How I talked about emotions in children. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it explored a uh, kind of understudied topic um generally like childhood studies is on the rise but like it's still just kind of children are simplified and like oh you're a kid you don't understand anything and Mm -hmm. like inside out takes that and kind of turns it on its head and says no like yeah she has these big complicated feelings
2: and validates those yeah
1: and then it also i think it explores like what makes like compiles our humanity what makes us who we are Who what shapes us and like it isn't all just the good things it's the bad too and that doesn't have to be a bad thing like the sad things don't have to equate to bad things at the end um and then they, that could potentially lead into like some toxic positivity there like all the you know things happen for a reason kind of deal but
2: yeah um, i think it's interesting the way that they they tried to to kind of balance that yeah. Of, I mean they, they really only had the one positive emotion represented in everybody's head mm-hmm. and then the 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 other four were I think you could make the argument that they're they're slanted negative
1: yeah
2: it's joy oh, yeah. and then you've got um it's like anger, anger. disgust sadness fear. and fear yeah um, yeah I'll, I'll, none of those are, are feelings that, particularly great. that that are particularly great
1: well I also liked that the kids like Riley's emotions are very distinct. Mm -hmm. Whereas like when you get a sneak peek at like the mom or the dad or the animals or whatever, but especially the mom and the dad, their emotions are a lot more uniform, even though they're still like their own distinct emotions. They have a lot more, um, they're controlled in certain ways. Whereas I feel like Riley's emotions are a little bit more all over the place. Like the parents have a panel that they sit behind, like all of them have the panel and they're all, um, making judgment calls together. And like, there's someone at the head, like that makes more sense to me, I think, in terms of like how we think about children and adult versus adults and how we process emotions and move mm-hmm. through life. That. Um, <laughs> that was what I've been scared of the whole time as I going <laughs> hit the mic. Um, well,
2: you did it. It's out of the way. It's out of the way. Okay. Oh, we're doing it. that. Oh.
1: We spent a lot of time on About Time. Yeah, that's my bad. I shouldn't no. have watched it. <laughs> it was so, it's good. It is. And now I'm like, do I need to move it up? <laughs> but now I don't know what I would move down because those are pretty solidly always been within the top five, top six.
2: Um, I may yeah, down. so we've, already, we've, we've spent a good bit of time, I guess, already on About Time. Uh, uh, I do want to talk a little bit more about some of the stuff that's in your top 10 mm-hmm. compared to the the lower half there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Never Let Me Go is weirdly, it's like very dystopian mm-hmm. and it is firmly sci-fi, mm-hmm.
1: but, but it does not, not feel
2: like sci-fi. Because it's
1: not set in a sci-fi kind of... Like very, um, it, the sci-fi is understated. It's like her, in the sense, a lot less
2: uh, futuristic than her.
0: Yeah, really. It,
1: in some ways, it's dated.
0: So, how in what element is what sci-fi elements are in it? So, I mean,
1: I, this isn't a spoiler because it's just the premise of the movie. That basically, these um, children are reared up so that their organs are harvested later in life. Okay. Um, and
2: it's like heavily implied that they're, they're cloned. They're cloned.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. And like you try to meet you like your original or whatever. Um, and the whole con, like what the driving force behind the movie is this rumor that if you can prove that you have a soul, you won't be killed. Hmm. So it's kind of like what makes you human.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, it gets into the big questions there.
1: It's also an adaptation of a book. Um, um, same author for What Remains of the Day.
2: Yeah, I, I remember reading that during the opening credits and uh, the thought occurred to me, was like, I, I I, need to find that book. It's mm-hmm. um, very good.
1: Both books are good.
2: So when I, I was trying to find Loving Vincent, uh, <laughs> before we get into your top 10 in earnest, um, I was trying to find Loving Vincent and I saw it, that it was... Is sometimes made available on Canopy, uh, which is a streaming service that you can get access to if you just have a library card. So I went and got uh-huh. a library card, and turns out that it it's not on Canopy. Yeah. Right. So, but I have a library card now.
1: That's good. Everyone should have a library card.
2: I um, mean, most of the time, though, if I if I really want a book, I'm just going to go buy it.
1: Well, you don't have the same philosophy of my father, which is why buy anything when you could just get it all from the library? Music, books, movies, it's all there.
0: Why buy anything? If they don't want it, if they want you to have it, then it must not <laughs> hold any value. Why are we buying
1: things?
2: I think that... My the dad day, owns like yeah, three
1: DVDs. The day that lie. I finally
2: meet your dad is the day that I want to start living my life right. <laughs>
1: He would appreciate that. I'm going to make sure he listens to the podcast just for that.
2: Right <laughs> just for that comment. Uh, uh, okay. So, Mulan mm-hmm. is your number nine pick. The best Disney princess, done. To be absolutely clear, this is the original animated version. Yes. What? No. Oh, Not my the 2019
1: God. version? Uh, what, what 2019 <laughs> version? Was that a. Was it? No, that's 2020.
0: 2020. Wow. It was 2020. Yeah. Because it nine. was the they really Disney princess. So it was a huge
1: flop. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was, I... Ooh, Disney. Let's just not let talk about that one. (laughs) No, the animated version is a classic, and I could watch it at any point, any day, easily. It's so catchy. The songs are great. She's great.
0: Sorry, I was tightening. My mic stand keeps drooping, so I've been tightening it throughout the episode. (laughs) So if you hear any metallic clacking, that's what that is. My bad. Um... But yeah,
1: it, it, it she's the best Disney princess, hands down. Oh, yeah, she is a Disney princess. I haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> it's like one of the classic Disney Disney's I did not have on VHS. I had the Clamshell VHS's of like Lion King, Aladdin, stuff like that. I just did not have on.
1: Well, you need to watch this one. It's
0: I plan on doing that. And
1: it's probably on Disney Plus, right? Yeah, it is. Surely it is. It used to be on Netflix, but I'm sure they took it off after Disney Plus came about yeah
2: um number eight of yours is mm-hmm. spirited away
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's one of my favorites yeah so that was that in my top three yeah the that's such a good one
1: it is really good
2: talking about uh movies like for children uh and then just being able to connect with with the stories like that like that that's one where very obvious to me like this is a story that's meant to be enjoyed by children
1: mm-hmm.
2: but it's also so obviously meant to be enjoyed by adults as well.
1: Yeah. It, it uh, covers.
2: It, it, it's rich yeah. in both ways because uh, if you're a kid and you're just understanding like the basic plot points like this is who these people are how they relate to each other is like oh they're this is her job it's just mm-hmm. something that she does she gets money and yeah. food and a place to to sleep.
1: I wish I watched it younger because I watched it uh out of college mm. for the first time. So I wish I had seen it a lot earlier and then been able to rewatch it as an adult to get that kind of layered understanding.
2: Yeah, I I remember first watching it in high school. I started high school in 2003. To, that that does Date, date me too, a little bit. Yeah, the year after um, I was born. <laughs>
1: Ooh,
2: big. <laughs> uh, Cannot
1: be taken out. In
0: <laughs> Michael's actually my my dad. <laughs> oh.
1: Surprise!
0: Uh, I world. would be
1: so
2: lucky. <laughs> you would be so. lucky. You
1: are the father.
2: <laughs> oh oh. Spirited away. So yeah. Yeah, it was a, a formative moment as a freshman in high school. Yeah. To. to watch that movie and, and be like, wow, this is... Uh, it's it's weird to, to watch a story about like an eight-year-old girl going through life and yeah. having a rough time of it and then coming out the other side a better person. But that is that is what stories are for. Yeah. I think it's they're, they're meant to take you through something that, that you may not ever experience yourself. Uh, we have already spent a good, good bit of time, time. Yeah. talking <laughs> about Step about that, So let's...
1: We have two space movies back to back.
2: I'm interested to to hear your response. Uh, So you have Arrival here as number six. Yeah. Uh, Tell me how Arrival is still better than Dune. Do you like Dune better, Michael?
1: (laughs) I feel like he does.
2: I I really am. It's not actually something that I've considered.
1: Um, I, mean, too I, I, think I think I do too. But. I will say, I think Dune is new. It's brand new. Yeah, I've seen it twice. I was not bored for a single second of it, which bodes very well. I love the book. It's still new. So like Parasite used to be on my list. It's not on there anymore. I still love it as right. a movie, but I haven't rewatched it since the first time I saw it. And at the end of the day, I was like, I think this deserves a spot on some list, but it's not on mine. Yeah. Um Because this is your top 20. Yeah. So Dune's still new and like it's high up, but I need more time with it, I think. Yeah. And I want to see part two too because if they mess up part two. Then, then it's going to taint everything. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah. might be kicked off, but Arrival has linguistics. It's aliens, space, and linguistics. So everything I ever want in my world.
2: Amy Adams' character, I guess, is really important to you. Then, yes, uh,
1: it's one of the few movies I've walked in, and I'm like, ah, oh, I learned some. I've learned this in college. You know, cause I was like, ah, oh, good, my de- degree is useful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I asked um, some Guatemalan guys about the is it the cyberwarf theory or cypher cypherwarf theory, where it's if you start learning a language, you start dreaming and thinking in that language. It, it's the theory yeah. when she, when she has that yeah. dream and she's like, she sees the alien yeah. and it's like, oh, she's thinking in their language and it kind of leads to the whole, the rest of the movie. Um, I asked some Guatemalan guys who's, who obviously spoke yeah. Spanish all their life and then learned Sorry, the English, English later. Later, I was like, do you ever dream in English? Um, and they were like, no, interestingly, I actually will sometimes have Americans in my dream, but they speak Spanish in the dream. I was hmm. like, that's kind of interesting. So I don't, I don't really know how that relates to the movie, but I thought it was an interesting theory in the movie, and so I asked about it. Um, but Arrival, I, I think Arrival has one of the best twists slash reveals mm-hmm. in recent memory, just in terms of makes you look at the whole movie differently. Um, I know one of our friends, Matthew, um, I've seen him just ball at the end yeah. of that movie. Um, I think it's his favorite of all time. Um, It's definitely one of those that's like, the main character has to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And it's, Oh, you could ask one group of people, would you have done this? And they would say no, and you ask another group, and they'd say, absolutely, I do Mm. that. So it's definitely thought-provoking, but it's very emotional too.
2: It is very emotional. And the first time that I watched it, uh, I did not, think that I was going to end up liking it because uh, the very beginning of the like the first three minutes that just put you through the ringer. It f- it felt to yeah. me, it was like, okay, so this is the, the beginning of the movie up, yeah.
1: but, but yeah. sad.
2: Uh, Sadder and, and, somehow. It, 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 like she's and,
1: gone through this trauma.
2: And then annoyed. the rest of the movie happened. I was just like, what was the point of that beginning? Why did they make me so upset at the beginning? just to like put me through this boring movie. And then the more... The movie went on, I realized, like, okay, the, the movie's not that boring. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> That's just well, actually kind of smart. By the end of it, I was like, okay, I love all these this characters. I want to see mm-hmm. how this ends. Yeah. And then the end happened. I was like, all of this makes sense. I'm really happy that I got very angry because mm-hmm. now I'm on the, the complete opposite end of that spectrum.
1: Well, it, uh, it does like the thing where it, you have all these pieces and you're trying to put them together mm-hmm. and it doesn't come together until the end. Very, I think, like you said, very well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like everything that you want in a movie. It's next to about time. Cause they both deal with loss and time and, and time.
2: time. Uh, well,
1: and then there's, interstell- there's, which there's interstellar, time. which also <laughs> deals with
2: loss and time. Yeah. And, and in a different way. And so love. we're
1: seeing some themes. <laughs> um, don't worry y'all. I go to counseling.
2: <laughs> Thank God for therapy.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: okay so we're we're in in the top five now have got interstellar yep uh I know that you're a Christopher Nolan fan I am welcome yes. to the
1: club yeah you know, yeah inception and we've got a couple of Nolan
2: fans in the room here
1: it's hard not to love him it really it, he's
0: mainstream and people make fun of him but man if he doesn't deliver mm-hmm. some incredible and memorable even I, I was thinking about this recently because there are a lot of Nolan haters but take any movie he's released except for maybe The Dark Knight Rises any movie he's released in the last 15 years and you will see that movie be number 1 on somebody's yeah. top list of all time so i think that is a testament to mm-hmm. how influential and like how much of a staple he's made on pop culture in yeah. general
1: and um, people love to hate popular things yeah like that's inevitable
0: it does bother me when people call tenant um a big stupid mess, and then in the next paragraph say I had no clue it was happening. Yeah, I'm like, okay,
1: so maybe there's you need a little, to re-watch bit of, it. yeah,
0: maybe it is okay to watch a movie twice to have to fully understand it.
1: And I I enjoyed it so much more the second time around.
2: Oh yeah, but yeah, it is a lot better the second time around. I still because then you
1: know it's yeah, a pincer move. I still think it's probably one of his weaker movies, but it's still there's no enjoyable. denying
0: that it's it's. Even just from a technical standpoint, it's an unbelievable oh, yeah. undertaking to like that whole last battle. I can't even comprehend how you start mm-hmm. to film that. I don't understand. I think
1: the, he was just having fun.
2: Absolutely. It's uh, one of my favorite reviews, probably from Twitter. Uh, the guy just called Tenet. He said it's the most incomprehensibly Christopher Nolan movie ever made. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, where do you go after you make Interstellar? Apparently. Dunkirk and then Tenet, yeah, and then Oppenheimer. I feel like Dunkirk was like kind of a side, like a little, whoop, yeah, a little side road.
2: Yeah, like it's like every director's got their war movie. Yeah, which interests me as to
0: why he's going to Oppenheimer now because that's so different. Mm-hmm. It's not like a big spec. I'm get. I mean, I'm sure he'll find a way to do something big with it.
1: <laughs> he he Help will detonate
0: a real atomic bomb or something. <laughs> uh, we'll see though.
1: If there's a will, there's Christopher Nolan making a way. Yeah,
0: but Interstellar. Has some of the best visuals I've ever seen. The yes. gargantuan is currently my um laptop mm-hmm. wallpaper, just because it's unbelievable to look at. And I
1: love the score.
0: Oh yeah, it's
1: so good. Um The repetition of certain themes, just. Oof. Hans
2: Zimmer really knocked that one out of the park.
1: Yeah, that okay. That's still one of my favorite facts is that Hans Zimmer didn't score *Tenet* because he wanted to score *Dune*. Yeah, and that. Honestly, like, really, we don't know what Tenet could have been mm-hmm. if he had scored it.
0: I love the score for Tenet, Um oh, but yeah. I, I would have been curious as well. But I also just read that um Hans Zimmer literally, like, never watched any of the adaptations mm-hmm. because his dream was always to score Dune, so he didn't want yeah. any other influences. So he never I'm watched the Lynch version.
1: Well. Do y'all know? Again, it's all probably rumor. I've never like fact checked this, but like the story with Hans Zimmer and in Interstellar,
0: where he like, did he didn't know the premise yeah didn't of the movie. know the premise, yeah.
1: and Christopher Nolan just literally gave him this like typed like on a typewriter, uh, just short version of what was happening, and he changed it to where it was about a son and his father. Because Hans Zimmer. Has he didn't a son. tell him it was about space. And he didn't tell him it was about space. He just told him it was about this connection between father and son. And Hans Zimmer didn't know that it was about all of these things and didn't know that it was about a daughter until he got to the premiere because that was like he had to have that personal, deep connection to it. Yeah. Um,
0: and it doesn't feel like a big sci fi score. It's big, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. feel like a sci fi score. Like it feels so personal.
1: Mm-hmm. I love mountains. Like the ticking of the clock and yeah. how it's all supposed to represent the how much time is passing and
0: yeah, every tick is a year or no a, a week or so, a day maybe is what it is because there is a particular yeah. spacing to the ticking and it's yeah. like a every tick yeah. is a day on Earth or something, which apparently we just hit the one year since they've been on Miller's planet or something like that Gosh. something like that
1: oh. I love the ending. I like that it's ambiguous about what happens.
2: But the it, it does get a little bit Hollywood at the end. Mm, yeah. The
1: but he's allowed. I, I don't know. Look, it is about <laughs> you can't. The visuals I know are amazing. It's an imperfect movie. You know, most are, but you can't tell me nothing about it because it's about a father and a daughter in space. My dad loves space. I sat next to him during when we watched the movie. We were both crying. Like, It's nothing, definitely his most emotional movie. Yeah, nothing can beat that. It really is. Yeah. Man, there's the a lot scene of, when he's watching the, the
0: backlogs of videos is oh, incredible. Matthew
1: McConaughey's performance is amazing. Yeah, I uh, booed. Also, I feel like I should note since I've mentioned my dad several times, I do have a mother and she's also wonderful. <laughs> I can mention her <laughs> during Pride and Prejudice. <laughs>
2: uh, so, number four, after. Mm-hmm. Interstellar would be number five. Uh, Number four is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse.
1: The best Spider-Man movie.
2: The Uh, absolute best Spider-Man movie. I think there's too many Spider-Man movies. And if you got rid of all of them and left me with just this one, I'd be so happy.
1: Yeah, I would be too. Like this is the best one. I think it's the perfect Spider-Man movie. Um, And it is the most interesting to me of how the style... uh, it feels like a comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were very successful with that. I um, there's no bad shots, I don't think. Like you can pause the movie at any moment and it looks so good. yeah. um, and it's telling a story any moment that you pause to. There's a still story at that moment. Like it's not just a passing mm-hmm. kind of useless second.
2: yeah, the the soundtrack for that one is also really
1: good, so good. Both the score and the soundtrack are good.
2: Yeah. Um, love that one. All right. Well, let's wrap up okay. your final three. Top three. So number three, you got Joe Wright's Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. It's another Kira Knightley. Yeah. You've got Kira Knightley, I think, three times on your list here. Do I? She, uh, oh, she's in yeah. Atoma. Yeah. yeah. And Never, Never Let, Let, Let Me, Let Me, Me Go. Go. And Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. So... You, okay. The no, I, mean, I just I like, wanted to ask. Like, I
1: make mean, sure, she's a good actress. It's more just the projects she chooses to be a part of. That makes sense. Um, she she chooses all, interesting things all adaptations for herself too. Um, so she she's she's wise on that. She makes good choices.
2: Yeah, with Pride and Prejudice, um, it's just such it's a warm hug.
1: It is, and everything about it. A warm oh hug my gosh, in the rain. The score. So good. Unbelievably great. And so much of it, like the songs can contain so much of the storytelling in each song. Like you start out on a completely different tone. Um, like the letter writing where Darcy leaves Elizabeth the letter, like it's a lot more uh, rushed and like there's um, this energy because he's, you know, riding off on his horse and everything. And, and then it changes completely in a few minutes where like, the time Mm -hmm. I just love it everything about it the moment that she's standing over all the rocks the cliff face
2: yeah some of the some of those scenes were just like man I really wish that I lived in a Jane Austen novel
1: yeah gosh the house yeah the house pretty sweet they actually shot it in the house too it wasn't it wasn't a
0: soundstage or anything mm -hmm. oh that's pretty awesome oh I I remember hearing about that because they were like talking about how they kind of yeah uh, did treat it as if they lived in the house. Yeah,
1: they. Um, I've I've watched this movie a lot. Uh, shout out to my friend Crystal Worley. We watch it every time when we are together. Um, but I've seen watched a lot, of, like the DVDs, like special feature, like the stuff. And they played like sardines or something. Like they would play mm-hmm. games in the house to familiarize themselves with it, to feel like they actually lived in it. Uh. Um, which is also, I think, how you get some of those really cool moving shots, like while they're all getting ready um for the ball or like uh, at the night some of the night shots where you're panning around the outside the exterior of the house to like see what all of the family members are doing yeah um it was it's really interestingly done because i mean that house definitely is not a huge you know open layout or mm-hmm. anything so with the limited space they must have had i think they did a really good job
0: yeah so that's another there's another line in there that me and my family quote where darcy says it so fast inhumanly fast cuz mr wickham
1: says it so fast <laughs> mr wickham what a scoundrel
2: wickham i ardently love you um what a scene i love you whoever,
1: gosh whoever decided that scene mm, so right choice
2: were you um uh, have you have you seen the like Older versions yeah, of Pride and Prejudice. I've seen
1: the miniseries, which that is my mom introduced that to us, and she was like, "This is amazing." And I was like, "I'm already sold on the 2005 version. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't unsell me on this." Um, but yeah, the miniseries is good. It's a classic. I think you either it, it's generational. I think a lot too. Like, you For love sure. one or the other. Okay,
0: yeah. we've got to convince our boy Michael on on number two because it's on my favorites what? list. He has it at three and a half stars. That means it's, that means he thinks it's good. I'm not going to discount you there, but Michael, this is not a three and a half star.
1: It is. This so is so good. It's a wonderful life.
0: I think George Bailey might be my favorite protagonist ever.
1: Yes, his his
0: yeah. arc is so great. He is such a real mm-hmm. person. You see his aspirations. Mm-hmm. you see him having to deal with actual life having to change his aspirations, mm-hmm. having to help people and then when he realizes what his life really what's most important in life yeah man what a great journey.
1: And it, it's never too cheesy I think either yeah but it's still heartwarming.
0: yeah I, I think it does get flagged for being cheesy sometimes for especially the last scene. Just yeah. because it's like everyone kind of bands together and it's all, it's like it's very perfect, but
1: it's basically that time <gasps> period's equivalent of a GoFundMe though. Like- <laughs> it is like, well, it's also like
0: <laughs> this is what happens when you're a good person to yeah. everybody. When you're, people
1: want to come together, when you're kind
0: it. all your life and you help people, there will be a moment when you're in need and they will repay you for it. Yeah. So I think you need to rewatch it, Michael. And there's no better, there's no better season than the present.
1: Yeah, you've got a month to tis watch the season. it. Though it's it's just set at Christmas. It's not really
0: yeah. It's not a I mean, Christmas movie, but it 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 ends on Christmas. Yeah. yeah
1: so the I copyright mean, ran out, so they just played it forever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got
2: I guess more of a complicated relationship with this movie. Okay. Uh, I watched it a couple times in high school, and some of the teachers who were like really gung ho about it weren't teachers that I was gung ho about, and so. For me, is like okay because of who's recommending this and that they say Even they now love. we're
1: it. recommending it. To so have you, know. you only watched it in
0: class before?
2: I mean, I've seen it since then. Okay, and it's been around Christmas time, so those same feelings still kind of linger. It's just like okay, well, this is a classic Christmas movie. Like it doesn't.
0: I agree with you, Mary. Like it, the reason I love it isn't because it's a Christmas movie yeah. that makes me feel cozy. That that is part of it. Like I think it's an incredible movie.
1: Like I, the story itself. I could watch it outside of Christmas and be very happy. I, yeah. It does fit. It the works season. better
0: for Christmas, yeah. but it's not it's not a it's not like Elf where if you watch Elf in August, you're gonna yeah. be like, Why am I watching? Why this? am I doing
1: this to myself?
2: So Mary, is this this is your number two. So is yeah. this a movie that you watch every year for Christmas? Yes. Is this is uh a movie that you watch with your family for Christmas?
1: Um not always, no. So no. I guess like my okay. family will be in the room if they choose to partake, but I don't have to watch it with them.
2: Okay. So it's like a personal tradition.
1: Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. I feel like it's wonderful life for a lot of people as a family thing. That's how it is for me.
1: My family doesn't have movies that we really like watch. Like we were, we watched movies together, but we weren't ever like big with movie nights. Mm-hmm. And also my sister and I are like, you know, were chronic like rewatchers, so my parents, bless their hearts, <laughs> rewatched a lot of like Robin Hood Men in Tights and The Parent <laughs> Trap and um, Napoleon Dynamite. Like they can name the movies that they hate with their whole hearts. Yeah. And if we watch them now, they're just like, ugh, just get that all. I got to leave. Like, yeah. <laughs> so we never really had anything that we watch consistently with each other. So a lot of the choices i think that it like my choice to rewatch it's a wonderful life and uh Miss." that's my other christmas movie that i always watch every year it's it's a me thing and then my parents you know or my sister will be present and they may partake and watch and enjoy it with me but
2: well i'll watch it's a wonderful life with you again this year okay that let's do it um uh, I committed to that on the podcast. Is that uh, sufficient for you, Sam? Are you happy? That's with sufficient. That? For it's me legally me binding. Uh, number one, you got <laughs> Christopher Nolan. Wow, um, you're such
1: a normie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Inception. Yep. I own it. The I I love this movie. It's so I good. love
1: Inception. I I've watched it an embarrassing number of, of times. Honestly. Um.
2: I mean, this is another one where Hans Zimmer just knocked it out of the park. Time.
1: Mm.
0: It's on my study playlist. It's really good.
1: Um, Yeah, this is just, it's everything. Um, I think it's uh, one of Leonardo DiCaprio's best roles. Um, Who cares about The Revenant?
0: (laughs) It's because he he had to crawl through snow that he won an Oscar for
1: it. He should have won an Oscar three times before that. Yeah, many many other times before that. Oscars
0: care about physical transformations and how hard it was, or if you're playing a historical figure, they don't care if the
1: performance is actually good. But yeah, this is, it's just a unique concept.
2: Well, okay, we can't just, you already mentioned Leo. You can't skip. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Well, yeah, no, but I'm not
1: going to fangirl
2: too hard right now. I kind okay. of want you. Are to. you a
0: big Joseph Gordon-Levitt
1: oh, fan? I love him. We my love room- Jogo.
0: He's not in a lot of stuff.
1: <laughs> well, he's moved on, I think, to the like being behind creation. Yeah. Um. No, my roommate and I have a well, one of my roommates uh, and I have a uh, ongoing discussion. I she think, doesn't
2: think that he's doesn't he's think very he's hot. like
1: very hot, and I think he's like pinnacle. So <laughs>
2: yeah, he's pretty great. Wow. I do think
1: he's
0: a great actor.
1: He is. He's great. He's um, really
0: good in Inception. The, yeah.
2: Uh, well,
1: he also, there's also Tom Hardy. Like, there's Tom no, Hardy in oh a yeah, very Tom different Hardy role for him. For yeah. There's no bad actors like Elliot Page. Like, come on. He's amazing. They're amazing. He. He. Okay. I want to make sure I'm using the correct pronouns. I think
0: Tom Hardy's role in there is very different for him, but it's also nice that you can understand him. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, he's not. He doesn't have a mask on. He doesn't. No. He's not talking in some really weird accent. Yeah, and his character is really funny.
1: Eames is hilarious. Yeah, I love it. I love their interactions with each other. I love just everything. Um,
0: I love when he distracts. So. Uh, Leo can run away, and the top of the thing is like, yeah. Freddie, Freddie Simmons. I know yeah. you. And it makes me chuckle every time. And when he throws the grenade and then gives the guy a thumbs up and it blows up, it makes me smile. <laughs> it has time. such
1: a good balance of like action and comedy and like this pulling at your heartstrings. Like there's such a good balance throughout the movie. And I feel like the pacing is really solid too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it's like uniquely good comedy for such a, a blockbuster film. Mm-hmm because so much of it's situational, it's like for you have action, to, drama. you just got to understand like what the rules are in the movie and even why this, this is like a funny thing for these characters to be saying one to another.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I will say, I feel like it's, I mean, maybe it's cause it's been out so long, but I feel like it is one of Christopher Nolan's easier movies to understand.
0: Oof. <laughs> I agree. I mean, aside from
2: the back, that was not movies, my experience when a... I first watched it, but That's so uh, you might, you might be right though. <laughs>
0: Well, comparatively,
2: comparatively, yeah, they've gotten they've gotten a little more. uh,
0: I mean, I I think if you're paying attention to the movie, you will know what happened. It's not like it's it's just that it's it takes more thought than the average movie, but it's not like. It's going out of its way to confuse you. Like, it's they lay it all out. So, just as long as you follow it, I think you'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Someone's going to accuse us of <clears throat> being film bros for saying that. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, you I will mean, absolutely it's, pick it's up just, more on your second and third and fourth yeah. and fifth. The difference and 20th is all time. about like yeah, wh- how,
2: how much can a movie ask you to pay attention to and versus how much you're actually able to pay attention to.
1: And see, I feel like it does a good job of not asking too much of the audience. Like I think, Interstellar and Tenet at the same Tenet time especially does sometimes ask too much. I,
2: I will say, especially with Inception, because I watched it in theaters in 2010, mm-hmm. and kind of knowing what movies were like in the theaters in that time, like I came out of the, that theater experience is like I don't know that I was really prepared for a movie that that wanted me to pay attention that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think. Nowadays, when you've got this, like everything's bingeable, mm-hmm. and you can spend four or five hours in front of a screen uninterrupted and like just absorb everything, uh, yeah, it makes sense to make stories as dense as that. Um, I think that I, I was not quite used to to that whenever I first saw Inception.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
2: Yeah,
0: Inception is one. I I, I mean. Uh, we've ta- I think we've talked about it on both of our top 20s because
2: it's now on we've there. we talked about it yeah. on three,
0: but yeah, now three. <laughs> it must
2: be a good one. But I I
0: mean, just to repeat it, I it's one of the only movies that I watched the first time I saw it. I watched it some evening, and then woke up the next morning and put it back in and watched yeah. it again just because I was like 11, yeah. and, the, and the last shot blew my mind so much and I was like, I have to watch it again.
1: Yeah, so do you think?
0: Do you, know the, or not? do you know the wedding ring theory? Yeah. That's, okay. That, I, that's, I buy into it 100%. Yeah. That's a dead giveaway. Yeah. It, like, I, I always tell people, anytime I watch Inception with somebody and they haven't seen it, it'll end. And I, and they go, So, like, do you think he is or not? And I go, Do you want me to tell you? Because, yeah. like, I it's can point very... something out that will definitively tell you yeah. whether it is or not. Um, yeah. But if you want to keep it a mystery, then I won't tell you. But most of the time, they're like, Tell but me. I like
1: that. I like that it's ambiguous but then like if you're paying attention enough to it it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be
0: i'm not going to claim this. i'm not going to claim that i figured that out that was i saw that on the internet oh, yeah, and i was no, like same. oh yeah
2: no, i think <laughs> someone, the internet figured that out for someone us someone much yeah.
1: smarter than me watched it and was like here's the truth but then i could google it i was <laughs> like haha but yeah but it's also like that's not the point i no. think he's very explicitly saying this isn't the point whether he's awake or not I've left the answer and the clues there for you, but that's not the point. It's where he finds his contentment. Like he's able to let go now. Yeah. Move forward, whether he's awake or not.
0: It's kind of similar to Blade Runner in terms of is Deckard a replicant or not? Like I think it's Mm -hmm. pretty clear. Ridley Scott's come out and said it, but like I think in the movie itself, it's pretty clear. Yeah. But it it is the debating like,
2: does it even matter?
0: Yeah. Does it matter? Or like, what if he is or like weighing what the significance is if he is or if he isn't is more important than the actual answer yeah
2: oh bud I wish you were gonna stick around we um, can talk about man. Blade Runner in the next episode <laughs> oh oh yeah that's right that's right uh, so we should probably wrap this one up yeah uh,
1: we've gone through all top tw- all the yeah, 20
2: yeah we, we've been talking about Mary's top 20 uh, her favorite movies the so, biggest
1: takeaways: watch about time if you haven't already
2: please that covers watch. about time um,
1: <laughs> so much time
2: that covers all three of us, uh, the current organizing members of the Jackson Film mm-hmm. Club. Uh, maybe one day, maybe we'll get Matthew Lewis on the phone. We can we can yeah. talk through some of his favorite movies. That'd be fun. Um,
1: next time he's in Jackson.
2: Yeah, next time he's in Jackson. But for now, we're gonna sign off on this episode. Uh, thank About you, guys. About time for joining us <laughs> for right. this episode of Jackson Foam Club the podcast.
0: This has been yeah. a lot of fun. Thanks Mary for, for stopping by. And thanks yeah, for thanks having me.
1: It's been great.